0: Hi everyone, my name is Miss Eowete, and this is the Money Matters podcast. Um, today I want to talk about time is money. Time is money. In Nigeria, I we'll would say time na money. And the reason why, why I've wanted to talk about time and money, is because um, whether we want to believe it or not, um, whether we have a job or we run business or whatever, we exchange our time for money. So um, your employer pays you to spend a certain number of hours working for him and at the end of the day, he would pay you a salary or if you're on a per hour contract to get paid per hour or you could get paid per day or you get paid per project and it would be based mainly on the number of hours that you spend or if you're the one doing the invoice invoicing you would invoice based on the hour you think you're going to spend and you know whatever other resources it would entail for you to deliver on the project but invariably that's what we do we exchange time for money And, um, really when you look at it, it's like almost a quarter of our life is spent learning, gaining experience, um, and doing so many other things. And then we also have the last quarter of our life, um, where we are supposed to rest from the years of our labor. And then we just have maybe half of our life, you know, um, working to earn a living so whether you're doing a job or you're running a business whatever it is you know we spend half of our life and of course this is a general um, general approximation of time but you find out that usually the average person will graduate around 2021 and when they're 65 ish they retire so they've got 40 years of working life really. And this is assuming that they live to say 80. I mean, a lot of people live longer than that, some not, but we're talking averages here. So we're spending half of our life exchanging our time for money. And for me, that is quite crucial. The way we look at um, our time, because a lot of time we focus so much on the money, um, we don't realize what we're doing. And I think if we can equate the time we spend with the money that we earn then maybe we would spend our time a bit differently you know i don't know i mean it's just a thought but I, it just occurred to me that a lot of people just you know we just do what everybody else does um you're we're told go to school you go to school you go to uni after uni you get a job you work for as long as you can and you retire when the government says that you can retire and you continue living your life so a lot of people don't put a, a t- thought into Um, that time and I just want to say like I like I've always said this podcast is about looking at time sorry looking at money talking about everything money and then looking at it from a scriptural or biblical point of view so the reality of it is your employer if you have a job whether you are paid by someone or you pay yourself so if you're the one that is doing the work rather than getting someone to do it for you, you are paid according to what your employer values you. So for example, an employer might put out a post, um, a job um, vacancy for an accountant, and maybe they're looking for a finance officer and they'll say, oh, I want a finance officer and I'm willing to pay 20,000 per annum. So that employer immediately puts a value on that position and they give you the job description, they give you the person specification, they'll say whether you need to have experience or not and for them whatever it is you're going to deliver within the contract that you would sign when you're employed is worth 20,000. Now the reality is, is that what you're worth? I mean as you gain experience, as you rise within the organization, you get paid more but the reality is, the employer puts the value on you. You don't put the value. You don't go to the employer and say, actually, I'm worth a hundred thousand. And even though you're advertising the job for twenty thousand, I actually want to pay, I want you to pay me a hundred thousand. That wouldn't happen. Okay. Of course, in some jobs where you have deliverables and those deliverables are tied to bonuses, you know, even though you might get a set salary, if you're able to deliver, then you can get more. And then you can then say okay yeah that's worth. i'm worth but again it's still dependent on what that person that employer is willing to pay you if you're doing contracts again you the, the if you doesn't matter what value you place on yourself if your employer is not willing to pay you that value then you're not worth that value to the employer that doesn't mean that you're not worth it it's just that the employer is not willing to pay what you're worth and the reality of this is nobody nobody will pay you what you're worth that's the, the reality the bible says what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul so there is nothing in this world that is worth you as a person you know that, that god has equated you to everything in the whole world and you're still more precious so no one is ever going to pay you what you're worth that's the truth Okay, so the reality of it is the way you spend your time is related to one, what is important to you, what you desire, you know, and what is, you know, your and um, invariably your value. So how you spend your time, okay, is, is directly proportionate to what is important to you and invariably that would determine what your what you are worth okay there's a scripture in the bible luke 6 21 it says where your treasure is there your desire there will be the desire of your heart or there the desire of your heart will be also so what that basically means is that what is important to you what your what is worth you know what is really what really gets you going that's where you're going to spend time that's where you're going to put time and effort that's where your heart would be so if you're one that like spends you know all your time at work then there's something about that work that you love so much you know that makes you feel fulfilled and so you're willing to spend that much time at work you know if you're spending a lot of time with your family then your family you know if you you would like just spend the barest minimum time at work and you know live there and every spare time you have you're spending with your family then that's where that's your heart desire that's what's valuable and important to you and the more that you, the more time you 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 spend with doing that thing that is essentially reflective of what's important to you okay the reality of it is everybody has the same 24 hours it doesn't matter how rich, how wealthy, how spiritual, how holy, you know, or how horrible you are, everybody has the same 24 hours. It starts 12 o'clock in the middle of the night and ends 12 o'clock in the middle of the night. We all have the same 24 hours. And then when you think about it, that means that if someone is, you know, able to spend their time and achieve so much in the same 24 hours, then there must be something they're doing right and something we are not doing right. And, you know, the question is, okay, what are they doing that is different? Well, I reckon they've figured out what's important to them and they're they're spending time doing it, you know, or they because they, they initially they didn't have the time to do what's important to them, they worked their way to achieve, you know, the ability to or the enablement to let them do what they really want to do so you might see multimillionaires out there you know who spend their time you know enjoying going all over the world and all of that but they did something to enable them afford doing that um what i've also realized with the typical um british person is they tend to live for that their two-week holiday you know, it's like that two weeks in summer where they go to like a really sunny place where, you know, they forget everything. They get f- treated like prince and princesses just for two weeks. That's what a lot of the average British person looks forward to. And they walk, they don't care how long they walk. As long as that their holiday is preserved, they're happy, you know, and they're content. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. for them they work all year to achieve that you understand whereas some people would work just two weeks and they have the rest of the year going on exotic holidays and doing all of that so the the question is you know which one do you want to be do you want to be the one that spends a lot of time to achieve you know your desire your goal or do you want to spend a little time you know, working so that you can live the rest of your life doing what you sincerely want to do. So we all have the same 24 hours. And I'm an accountant. For me, budgeting is a plan. And for lack of, you know, any other plan, I always default to my budgeting, my planning skills. And I default to percentages. So here's a proposal we have 24 hours i i have always followed this principle in everything i do in business in life everything you know and in my in, in the way i look at it is look i would propose that look spend let me break it down this way in your 20 24 hours i, would, I want to propose that you spend 40% of that on yourself and i'll break that down further 30% work and sleep, and why do I say this we need, averagely, we've been told we need 8 hours sleep some people need less, some people need more, but on on average 8 hours sleep, and most jobs, you know would require that you be with them for at least 8 hours some require more, so we know some doctors, those in the health um, profession, spend 12 hours at work, but averagely, most people would spend 8 hours at work And so the rest is technically your time. Of course, in that time, you have traveled to and from work. Of course, COVID has taught us that we can work from home. So we've eliminated that, you know, travel time, you know. But essentially, let's even say that, let's put the travel time to maybe 10% of our time. So the rest of it, the 30%, I I would suggest you spend, because I'm a Christian, at least 10% of that time, you know developing your relationship with God. So spending time praying, spending time studying the word of God, you know, spending time doing things that enhances your relationship with God and building yourself up, you know, as a Christian, as a believer. I also want to suggest that you spend 10% of that time doing things that you love. You know, the Bible teaches us that you know when we when you look at the principle of tithing, like when you get your tithe, the the way the Bible describes it, you know, in the Old Testament, is that you take that ten percent, you take it, you bring it, you know, to the house of the Lord. You give ten percent of what you've brought to the priests, and then you sit with your family and you feast on the remaining ninety percent. So the Bible allows us enjoy ten percent, and some people might say it's called it's called paying yourself. So you're paying yourself. So some people call it paying yourself. Whatever you want to call it. But 10% of your time, you used to do the things that you like. Don't wait for the 2 weeks holiday or you can accumulate all of that. And if you translate to 2 weeks holiday or whatever number of days holiday is, then do that. Okay? And then the remaining 10% you invest in yourself. So this time around, you're not spending it on yourself, you know, doing the things that you love. What you're doing is you're using it to do personal development. You attend trainings, you're reading books, you know, you're listening to podcasts like my podcast, for example. Mine is 30 minutes, just a small snip of your 10% time to invest and develop yourself, to allow yourself grow, you know. And that, that I would suggest is how... You know, which you spend a day, and you if you don't want to follow that format on a daily basis. You can you can um, spread it over a week. So rather than doing ten percent, ten percent, ten percent every day. So you spend two and a half two hours, two and a half hours praying and studying the word of God and doing all of that, and then you spend two and a half hours maybe being in the gym or watching a movie or cooking yourself a good meal or shopping or whatever it is you do, and then you spend two and a half hours reading books, you know, educating yourself, then you go to work for eight hours and you come back and stay for eight and you repeat. You can actually change those things around and take your entire week and then split it that way. So you work out how many hours and then maybe you're doing everything one day a week. I don't know. You figure that out yourself, okay? I have a diary plan, you know, on how you can work things out, but that is not what this podcast is about. So maybe in a, a future podcast I might talk about what your diary might look like not should but might look like give you an idea of how I you know allocate my time because I do a bit of so many different things so how do I you know put everything together so that is why I would suggest how you should uh, um, spend your time or how you should allocate or budget or plan on how to spend your time so the, re- and the reality of Or of this is again like i said initially we're exchanging our time for money no one's ever going to pay us how much we're worth so what we need to do is we need to figure out how much am i worth as in not like what is your value net worth you can do that if you want so what what some people would do is they list all their assets list all their liabilities they um, find out the difference, that's their net worth. They divide that net worth by their time, you know, in a year, and they come up with a figure and they say, okay, my time is actually worth this amount per hour. And so therefore, if anybody requires their service, that's how much they will charge out. That's the way some people work it out. Um, the popular, you know, one, you know, when you, you, if you're starting out a new business, Um, what they say is you need to work out what they call a survival budget you need to work out what your expenses are how much you're going to spend on um, rent how much you need to live on travel all of that and that's what at the very least whatever business you're doing you need to be able to bring in that money for you to survive as a person so a lot of people say oh, I don't pay myself. I do this work and I don't pay myself. I'm sorry, that's silly. You need to at the very least you need to earn enough to cover your budget. So if you're if you're a man, you're you're running a business and your wife is supporting you, that's silly. If you're a woman and your husband is supporting you because you're not paying yourself, that's silly. Your business should have at least at the very barest minimum how much you contribute the household upkeep because if that is not happening please scratch that business you're just wasting your time that business is never going to be sustainable stop dreaming that oh in five years time it's going to be worth that input that amount into your business plan it might take you a year two years to get there the company would owe you that money but pay yourself okay and again that's that's a sidebar so you can do that to also work out how much your time is worth Okay, but what I'm suggesting is a bit different. Okay, so what I'm saying is look at the eight hours that you're spending to work and look at how much money you bring in both the physical money that comes into your hand and the opportunity costs and add that together, divide it by eight, and that will tell you how much you're worth. Now, look at the time you're doing. Different tasks within you know your work. For example, so I'm an accountant, yeah, and my role involves bookkeeping, it also involves preparing management accounts, it involves financial control, and it also involves financial planning. Now that I spend I would suggest that I spend 50% of my time doing bookkeeping and i spend maybe 10 20% you know doing the core oversight um, part of the of the work that i do which is the valuable bit because that is what sustains the organizations that i work for both my businesses and the other charities that i work for okay and the reporting aspect again very important because it's like a benchmark thing it tells you whether you're achieving what you want to achieve so it's very very important as well and I spent quite a bit of time doing that, but the reality of it is that the bookkeeping and the accounting part of my job doesn't bring in the money in quotes it doesn't you know it's not a, a, a it's an essential ex- exercise which is what i'm paid to do but it's not the strategic Part of my work that ensures that the organisations that I work for, both my businesses and the churches and the businesses that I support, are sustainable. So it goes without saying that that aspect of my work, the the, the 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 financial control bit of my work, the strategic planning, you know, of my work, those are crucial. And so what I need to do is okay. I know how much I get what my annual pay is with all the businesses and everything I do and I know how much hours I spend achieving that but then I now have to break it down in such a way that I work out okay if I when I spend time doing this work how much money do I bring in you understand and this work how much do people pay to think like the bookkeeping and the account. how much would people pay for that and so I split my work um my my worth based on those um, criteria and so for me to maximize my time I can number one delegate the bookkeeping delegate the accounting role so I don't have to do it myself so if you have an assistant who works under you yeah you delegate to them if you're the one paying them obviously what you're doing is you're buying time so you're giving them money for them to do this work okay and as long as you're delegating that role to them is not more than what is worth to you you're in the money at the very least let it be the same but you're not the one doing it so you're buying time so the time that you've released by delegating by outsourcing you know by getting an assistant you've bought that time back you can now spend more of your time doing the income generating jobs okay so the strategic planning the, the 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 developing your business the marketing of your business the innovation of your business you're spending more time doing that and what then what that therefore what that then therefore means is that your business you know should grow in proportion to the increased time that you're spending to bring in money because ordinarily you're going to be spending 20 percent of your time to earn 80 percent of your income or your turnover or your profits typically that's the way it works so the core money generating activities you're not you would not normally spend so much time doing it the 80 percent of time you spend would generate typically 20 percent of your income so what you really want to do Once you've identified what the 20% um, income is and the 80% income is and the tasks that you need to achieve those, you want to turn that on the head. You're doing less of the time consuming jobs and more of the um, income generating jobs. And that's what you can do to, you know, reverse things and buy time, you know, to ensure that you are having more time to do the things that you love to do. Whatever those things are, it could be anything. Okay, and so once once you've once you've achieved that, you 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 find that you know you're getting closer to the point where um, you're having more time. You know, so no longer are you going on two weeks' holidays. You can actually go on a holiday, a week's holiday every quarter so you have four holidays one every quarter you can have two weeks holiday one every quarter i know someone who always goes on holiday every weekend so they work Monday to Friday they finish half day on Friday and they go to somewhere in Europe for the weekend they come back you know mid-morning on Monday and basically they use the rest of the day to plan their week so they work Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday half day um, Monday. So ba- essentially, they're working for four-day weeks. You know, enjoying the reward of their labor, and they do that, and their life is full. You know, and I think um, uh, our, our labor former labor leader, uh, Jerry Kobe was suggesting, you know, that we adopt a four-four a four day week. You know, four-four day working week. Um, which is a, a good idea. The question is, who's paying for it? Because as a, as an employer, you want you want to maximize your staff. So if the government is saying, well, they can only work four days, who's going to pay for the fifth day? Excuse me, Mister, not Prime Minister. Who's going to pay for the for the fifth day? Very laudable idea, but um, for an employer to an employee might not work. You as an employer, as a business owner yes definitely can work I and mean, a lot of people are are doing this so um this you know this generally helps you you know so you find out that you're you're you're, you're more money you're spending less time and that's where we want to go typically you know you want to get to the point where you're not even doing the work you've got you've got a team of people that do the work you know and you develop that team over the years. So, the, the co- one of the things that COVID has done for us is it's told us that definitely we can work from home. Um, people are following their staff because obviously they can't afford to keep them, but then they need their work doing. And what have they done? They've gone online, they've gone on websites like Freelancer, Elancer, Fiverr, Upwork, People Per Hour you know sometimes out of the country as far as the philippines sometimes in the states in europe wherever and they've got people to do the same task for a fraction of the money and i can guarantee you if that system works for them chances are they're not going to bring their employees back that's the reality so if you're if you have being followed you know you're not you're not sure my strong suggestion would be this time that you have because you're being paid you're not doing anything start a business start a small business you know retrain yourself so if you're the kind of person you're not very good at business retrain yourself look for an an it internet related skill that you can develop and you might say oh but i'm in a job at the moment and I know that my job is shaky. Um, I still don't have the time. Well, when um, we got the lockdown, what a lot of people did, I don't know what better people actually did, but it was on one of my podcasts. One of the, suggestion I, I suggest, one of the suggestions I made was that, look, you would spend at least an hour, 30 minutes to an hour travel time going to work and getting back. So let's assume you're spending an hour to work and an hour back. If you live in London, most likely, unless you live around where you work, most likely you're going to be spending an hour to work and an hour back. So that's two hours. You no longer have to spend th- those two hours commuting. Yeah, but your working hours is still the same. Your employer can't all of a sudden change your working hours. It's not possible. You know, Your a contract is a contract. As long as you're at work at when you're, you're working hour starts and you finish work when your your work finishes there's nothing the employer can do. So what you do is you take your two hours. so you go an hour before work an hour after work you can use those two hours to learn a business you know to start a new business to train yourself you know or like I was suggesting, you can do your chores the chores that you normally do at the weekend you can use the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day that you normally use to travel to work you can do your chores in that hour so that you have your saturday and maybe your sunday free because i don't know how people work things out you know so you have that time free and then you can invest that time in doing business a lot of this um businesses that we do they will tell you you need two hours a day a minimum unless you're doing it full-time you need at least two hours a day and there you have it you've got your two hours you know that you can use that you can spend you know to develop yourself to start a new business to research a new business a new venture so that If you're being followed, and of course, if you're being followed, you have all that time. You're allowed to do work. You're not allowed to take on another contract of employment with someone else. But you can do something completely um, unrelated to your job. So officially, you're on leave. So you, you can't take on a new job while being followed. But you can take on a new venture. You can freelance. You know, you can do a part time. You can hustle, as they say. Yeah, but of course if your contract of employment does not allow you to take on a new job while working for your employer, you can't do that. You understand? But you can you can go on all this website that I've said, put your CV there. As long as they're not offering you a permanent position, you can do work. You know? You can train, you can do so many different things. And so that's that essentially is how you can save time. I mean there's so much to talk about, you know, about how to manage your time. Um, I did a training once on time management And how we can manage our time You know looking at different skills and all of that But again that's a topic for another day But I just wanted us to rethink The way we spend our time You know um, When you ask people oh what's important to you You know people say oh my family is Very very important to me oh, I, I love my family How much time do you actually spend with your, your family How much money do you actually Spend with your family You know, um, and you know, people just think because they live under the same roof with their family. They're spending time with their family. No, you spend, when you want to spend time with your family, you're building memories, you're doing things together, you're playing games together. If it's movie, you're watching together, you eat together, you cook together, you know, all the fun stuff, you learn new skills, maybe learning how to dance or even exercise together, even reading a book. You know, doing a study together, a Bible study together, you know, or even just a personal development skill together. You're spending that time. You're building memories. You're not waiting until you go on that exotic holiday before you're in each other's faces. You're talking to each other. You're exchanging ideas. What I've found is with, with us families, it's a bit difficult because we're by the time we wake up, we're fresh in the morning. And before we can spend time with our family, we are out whether we are out to work or out to business but we're, we're out and everybody does their own thing by the time we come back in the evening we're so so tired it's like you just get dinner ready watch something on the tv maybe pray together end of day you go back to bed and the only time you really have to spend together is saturday and even that saturday is spent doing chores is spent you know um shopping cooking planning and preparing for the week you're not actually spending that time together and typically most families the only time they really have to spend together is maybe a sunday but if if you have a family where maybe your kids are teenagers they have their own friends they really don't want to spend time with you you know so even the sunday that you have they'll do the barest minimum and they are off But if you're you're, you're able to become financially independent where you don't have to give all your time to earn a living or your, your business can run itself, then you have more time to spend with your children. You know, that crucial part of their life, when they finish school, you can pick them up from school. You can have date nights or date evenings during the week. You know you can drive them to their friends and pick them up from their friends they want to go shopping you're available to take them there you know and they know you're always available you know um you have time to go on holidays so you're not just spending one week of a six week ho- um um summer holiday with your kids you can actually go away for the entire summer because you can afford it then you have those you know amazing wonderful relationship with your children you're doing quality things and then your children learn to plan you as part of their life so when they eventually leave home which they will your children will leave home parents get prepared mine are leaving they will leave home they know you know you you have that relationship you have that bond with your kids so no matter where they are in the world you can speak to them you can call them You can go visit them without thinking, oh, mom, you didn't tell me you were coming. Or, oh, mom, actually you can come, but you can only stay for a week because you don't have a relationship with your children. But how are you going to have a relationship with your children if you don't start building it now? Okay, so these things are important. You know, you want to go mission field to Africa or to Europe or to Japan. Okay, how are you going to be able to go for six months for one year if every money you earn you're spending you're going to ask people to give you money for how long will you be able to do that but imagine being so self-sufficient that somebody else is running your business the money's coming you can go to japan you can go anywhere whether to preach the gospel or be it on holiday you don't have to wait until holiday to do it you don't have to wait until in quote a more opportune time and again time is short time is short we only have today no one knows tomorrow you know nobody knows the day when they would answer that call the call to eternity you know so do now what you need to do and don't wait until when you retire or in three years time do it now so put yourself in a position where you can do what is important to you now do it now time is short And that's why I feel this podcast is very, very important. Time is money. Stop trading your time for money. Rather, trade your money for time. Buy time. Get other people to do the work for you. Stop trading your time for money. Rather, trade your money for time. Very, very important. So I hope I've inspired you. I hope I've stirred up a flame in you, you know, help you rethink how you're spending your time and that you would make a decision, a concerted effort to get yourself out of the rat race, to become financially independent, to become financially free so you can do the things that are important to you, the things that are valuable to you. No one can value you more than you value yourself. So value yourself highly. God has valued you as the most precious thing in the world. Don't rate yourself any less. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Missy. This is the Money Matters Podcast.